Hey guys, welcome back to the Third World Perspective. I'm um, your one-stop shop for almost everything sports. Um, obviously, the pod doesn't have sponsors yet. Um, so basically, we are coming back to you guys, our bosses, the audience. Um, you guys can support the pod. We have a listener support segment. You can support the pod with as little as a dollar or five dollars or ten dollars. So um, basically, support the pod. Help us to create more um episodes and better content for you guys um you can support the pod if you're into that okay uh let's get into the pod two one hey, hey guys. guys hi guys my name is Kalen. hey i'm delmas this is pablo this is jabi this is kevin guys welcome to the third world perspective we are going to give you a third world perspective on all kind of sports you name them beach nba nfl <laughs> F1. Uh, be- beach, F1, <laughs> football, you name them, all kinds of sports. Yes, <laughs> thank Arsenal. you. Ciao. Three, two, one. Hey guys, um, welcome back to the Third World Perspective. Um, welcome back to another episode of the Football Show. This is, I think, our seventh episode. Um, I'm joined by, by uh, I think we are, we are like four guests on this pod. Um, Obviously, you guys know who I am. I'm Pablo. Hey, guys. Tony once again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Hello, Linus. Linus. Yeah, um, I'm joined by Linus, Marsh, and Mutoni. So um, we're here to discuss, um, basically, to try and, and sum up the, um, the few days of football um obviously a lot of um, all over europe have now come to an end um uh, i think i think a very a very unique season overall um we um a season where we saw um new champions um in in italy new champions in in france ah, new champions in spain um it has been a very unique season and we'll try to sum that up in an hour or so. First things first, um, we'll start with actually the talking point of the day. Gareth Southgate actually um, he has he has released his provisional 33-man England squad. Uh, so me and Lena's promised you guys on the last episode. If you guys didn't listen to the last episode, you guys should go back and listen to the last episode. A provisional 33-man England squad. Um, technically, it's, it's supposed to be a 26-man squad, but um, due to the injury concerns um, in March, of the side, um, it, he has decided to opt for uh, a provisional squad. Rather, obviously, the deadline for Euros is is June first, um, and also a team can for the day before their first game of the Euros. So he has a lot of time. He has like three weeks until June thirteenth when England play Croatia um, to make a change to this side. Um, obviously, I'll mention. I'll, I won't go through the 33 men, but I'll just mention the keys, the key um, names that have actually came up. Um, we know Dean Henderson, Manchester United number one, um, obviously made an appearance. Sam Johnston, West Bromwich Albion goalkeeper. I think he had the most saves in the Premier League this season. Um, also made an also made an appearance. First England collapse for Ben Godfrey, Sam Johnston, and Ben White. Obviously, Jude Bellingham as well from the 20-year-old from um, Borussia Dortmund. <clears throat> but the key mentions for me, um, no Aaron Wan Bissaka, um, obviously. Um, after the season that he has had, obviously has helped United to, uh, to second their best place finish under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Obviously, Manchester United are playing in the Europa League final tomorrow. Do you guys understand this decision? I'll come to Mark because he's smiling over this decision. Um, do you understand? <laughs> do you understand Aronon Bisaka's omission in this squad? Okay, first of all, I as a Chelsea fan, I'm happy that Chris James has got his call up. Secondly, um, I'm usually I, want, I don't want to say I'm a new hater, but Aronan Bisaka, when you look at Bisaka stats, Aronan Bisaka is a very is a very good talented right back. 
it was a mistake to omit him from the England squad. Perhaps Mutoni could. Uh... I will respond. I will respond. You see, um, the, the 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 nature of football nowadays, uh, we not only want a right back who is good defensive wise, we also want a right back who is good offensive wise, and. Uh, I personally feel uh, when Bisaka is not that good offensive voice. Because you see, at the right, right back position in England, you see you got strength, James, they can deliver those quality crosses. So I can understand why uh, when Bisaka was left out, but defensive voice is a very nice. Yeah. Um, I don't just, I don't, obviously, another notable omission is Eric Dyer. Eric Dyer obviously is, is he actually is a very versatile player at centre back. He's played um, central defensive midfielder for Tottenham. Um, I won't throw this at Linus, I'll throw this back at Mutoni. Um, do you understand his omission? Because um, obviously Tottenham have had an up and down season. Uh, they have finished sixth, obviously qualifying for League next season. They'll be playing in Europe. But do you understand his omission? He has been a very regular player. Player in Gareth Southgate's side. Okay, uh, well, of, uh, of Tottenham, I'm, I'm not sure about the game time uh, Eric Dewey was receiving. Yeah, it was. It was. It was usually used as a rotational player. Okay, but um, you see, you see that, that that that's also a challenge when you have a very big squad. Sometimes uh, other people have to suffer. <laughs> for, for the betterment of the team, but um, with the quality in here, I think let's uh, give people some chance. Yeah, but Eric Dyer is a very nice player. Yeah, Eric Dyer obviously is a very good player. His replacements, Linus, his replacements are Ben Ben Godfrey, obviously signing twenty million pounds from Norwich City last season. Um, is he has this the season under Carlo Ancelotti at Everton. Ben White, obviously, he was um, he was playing on loan last season with Leeds United. He's currently playing his trade with his um, with his home side Brighton and Hove Albion. Obviously, helping Brighton to secure Premiership Premier League um, football next season. Do you understand um, this this collapse? And do you think they'll make the final squads? Um, yeah, I mean, I understand why Eric Dyer was left out. He hasn't been good enough for Spurs. So in case could be made for Deliali, who's also, you know, missing, conspicuously missing. Uh, for White and Godfrey, I believe it's it's a fitness issue. I hear Maguire is struggling with fitness. And, you know, Southgate is just trying to weigh his options because he has the time. Unlike um, when they were going to Russia, where he did name his 26-month squad right away, I believe this time he's trying to give himself some flexibility, you know, to just where will certain will keep players be fit, and if so, um, and if not, rather, uh, who would be in their place? So, uh, if Maguire makes fitness, I don't see Godfrey or White in the team. However, I think one could make a case for Ben White. I don't think Godfrey will make the, the final cut either way. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, over here, man. Um, obviously, those are the defenders. Um, another another key omission um, in this England side was um, Leeds United forward number nine, Patrick Bamford. Obviously, Patrick Bamford um, is a very good player. To me, one of the top strikers in England overall, uh, not only in the Premier League, but in... Um, obviously, the, the first time, um, sometime in March... Um, or rather, during the international break in March, he was also omitted from Gareth Southgate's side, um, and he actually he actually felt a little bit a little hurt by that. Um, I saw his press conference. He was he was he, he actually confessed that um, it dis- it disturbed him a little. Uh, he has not been called up for this one as well. Um, 19 goals this season and seven assists in all competitions. Um, his goal involvement obviously guided leads to a ninth place finish. Um, obviously, this is their first time, their first time back in the Premier League after 16 years. Um, Marsh, do you do you read Patrick Bamford? Did you have him in your fantasy as well? Yes, Patrick Bamford. I've heard Patrick Bamford since he won. <laughs> <laughs> See, Patrick Bamford, 
this season. He's the second English top scorer after Hurricane. But Patrick Bamford is, is very clinical mm-hmm. in the in the box. Uh, you know, when I see this England squad, I see Saka and Saka in the squad, and then <laughs> Patrick Bamford being left out. <laughs> but but honestly, Patrick Bamford is a very good player. You know, when when Leeds when Leeds was promoted to the Premier League, honestly, I expected Leeds to flop. I expected Patrick Bamford. Uh, I, I knew Patrick Bamford honestly this season mm-hmm. with his stats. Yeah, this guy this guy is just is just so talented. So I don't really understand Southgate's decision, but yeah. Um, obviously, before we go on, um, we, I think we should just let everyone who listens to the third world perspective know that yesterday was Marsh's birthday. Happy birthday, man! Thanks. Thank Happy birthday, man! Um, so how, how old are you turning? Just to let the people know. Unazeka, bro. <laughs> okay, turned twenty-three. Yeah, man. Yesterday was Marsh's birthday. Um, we didn't get a cake. Waiting for your gifts. Yeah, I hope, hope. Yeah, you, you guys, you can send his Mpesa. Um, we'll, you can text us. We'll, we'll give you guys his number. Um, but basically, much as has come has come up with the with the topic um with the name Bukayosaka. Um, obviously a, a name that has raised a few eyebrows. Um, obviously Saka has been somewhat one of the best players for Arsenal this season. Um, nothing to be taken away from the talent that he is and the quality that he has. Um, me and Caleb were actually praying that he, he comes and pray, play, plays for Nigeria because we were fantasizing <laughs> about Bukayo Saka and Chikweze um, playing for Nigeria. <laughs> obviously, that one does not compare to, to the Euros. But um, obviously, another another case that pointed out was Oli Watkins. Oli Watkins obviously has, been, has, has had a very good season for Aston Villa. Aston Villa, despite their very good start to the season, finished, I think they finished 11th. Um, someone, was, someone was actually saying that they would rather have Patrick Bamford instead of Oli Watkins. What do, you, what, do, what do you say to those sentiments? Okay. There, there, there was, let me take you back in time. There, there was this episode we were, we were, we were, we were arguing with Dale. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and during that episode, uh, I, I, I was trying to say, you see, uh, the, the, dynamic, the, the dynamics of football, uh, it's different from a fan point of view and from a coaching part, part of view. And uh, me looking at the England squad, uh, you can now attest it now. Because you see, as fans, we feel like... Um, Bamford uh, is, 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 is a bit option than Oli Watkins. But you see, from a coaching perspective, maybe, maybe he has own, his own metrics. So, but they are, they are both good players. Yeah. Okay. So, um, for you, if, if, you were, if you were the England manager, who would you call up Patrick Bamford or Oli Watkins? Okay, as a Chelsea fan, Bamford is a Chelsea loan. So, I call for Bamford. <laughs> <laughs> basically um the england squad i'm looking um it, it has been a very weird um situation because um this, this was supposed to be the final squad we'll get the final squad next week and perhaps he'll change that before their game against croatia we'll just have to wait and see um who do you guys think um will be a surprise um obviously mason green would have not mentioned him but who do you think will be a surprise, um that a surprise player that will remain in this squad I think I think Linus, Linus should answer this one. Uh, a surprise player who will be in the squad. I'd yeah. say James Watt Prowse. I mean, people think he won't make a final cut, but I could see why Southgate would go for such a player in his squad. Yeah, obviously the the freaking talent the the freaking talent is unmeasurable. Anyone yeah. in this perhaps Trent comes closer, but I don't think anyone can take the freaking as as good as. I don't think Trippier can take the Trippier as good as one proud man. I can't, I can't understand how Trippier got in this squad. Obviously, they won the La Liga, but they, they were actually knocked out of the Champions League. But as in, it doesn't, for me, Aronan Bisaka is a very, is a very as a Man as United as a, as a fan, as someone who is a, was an admirer at, of him when he was back at Palace. 
I think is a very is a very good um, asset to have, especially during tough games. If if perhaps um, England play with with Germany or Spain, those these are teams that obviously it's difficult to play on the front foot against. And you uh, when you're playing these sides, you actually need a better a better defense than a better offense. So in in such kinds of games, you might find that Trent is is actually not a very good um, starting um, right back. Um, perhaps you'd you'd rather have Trent playing. Um, down the right flank than um, the right back position. So, um, but he, but he's the, he's the, he has the, the side that he thinks um, will get him further in the tournament. Yes, I think um, if you look at the squad, you see uh, Southgate trying. Most of these players tend to be versatile. You know, some of them can fill in many positions, and I think that's why I don't know Bisaka because I believe he can only play on the right as a in a back four. Uh, mm-hmm. If, if he would say to opt for a back five, could he play as a wing back? I don't see him being as effective as the other options at his disposal. And also, maybe the same case could be said for Bamford. Bamford is a striker um, who might not suit uh, what Southgate would like to implement going into the Euros. Yeah, um, but they, um, it's, it's understandable. It's very, very. Yeah. I didn't I didn't catch what you're saying. Um, so like I was saying, um, obviously comfort is a target number nine. He's not is not uh the kind of striker that is like comparatively to kind people like Rashford, people like Holly Watkins, um those are not um target men but they're very good finishers. Um another another very big um thing that we should we need to talk about is um Obviously, Luis Enrique announced um, Spain zero twenty-four months squad. I should uh, you should you guys should underline twenty-four months squad. <laughs> um, obviously, it was it, this squad. Um, I think it was trending the entire day yesterday. Um, Manchester City's Aymeric Laporte got the call up. Obviously, he switched nationalities from Spain. Um, the FIFA rule is that if you if you play less than three games for your international side, you can change you can change um, your nationality to play for another side. And he was eligible to play for Spain. He actually got his call up um, up good season. Obviously, they won the Premier League. They won the Carabao Cup. Um, they're on their way to winning the Champions League. If <laughs> uh, but Luis Enrique announced a 24-month squad that. Um, saying that he felt it would be counterproductive to have so many players around um i think i think i think much of this do you do you understand why why he he, he mentioned 24 men instead of the 26 that were allowed by the uf what i don't understand is why is is any real madrid player <laughs> when you look at Sergio Ramos, then Sergio Ramos always that that guy. Okay, yeah. against him, but that guy, that guy is very. I really, that guy, that guy can lead the defense. He can command that defense. You know, I don't really understand why Sergio Ramos was wasn't called up. So I don't understand his decision. I think it's the first time in Madrid yeah. player has not been called um, for the Spain national team as well. Do you, um, Tony? Do you do you do you understand? Like he's making these decisions as well because um we have, we have seen that he, have, he has given a lot of priority to youngsters like Pedri. Obviously, and these are very good. I think they're talented players, but obviously they don't have the experience of playing for um the international side, as well as playing for the international side on such a bigger stage as the Euros. Um, also Eric Garcia obviously has now made um his his full move to Barcelona. Do you understand? Is his way of thinking. Okay, you see, um, as a businessman, uh, I always <laughs> say emotions cloud reason. Yeah. Because uh, just because you are a former Barcelona coach doesn't mean now you bring that Real Madrid uh, beef at international level. Because you see, the, the the quality that Real Madrid players also also have in the, in the, in the 
this pain score i think it, it can be of great great he looks uh, somebody like sergio ramos that guy is that guy is a lead uh even when you when you are, when you're just going to play against sergio ramos even before the game starts <laughs> and you know these guys in, in, in the that uh, that advantage yeah. so to me i think it was a very decision uh, but um they we want to we want to see how how this spain team will tackle this game yeah um lena so do you think spain will finish do you think they'll 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 make it to the quarters i i don't know because i don't even know how they'll play i mean i'm looking at the squad and they only have three full backs i don't know do they line up in a back three uh, or uh, is he planning to use adam atreori as a right back i really don't know what to expect from this spain squad i'll have to see you know in the group stage what's what they'll offer then i can be i can have an opinion about them yeah also luis enrique is a very is a very good coach obviously won the treble with barcelona which is an amazing feat as well um for me uh, it's it's either he's doing he has a very good um vision in his head or he is deluded <laughs> um, because this this squad this squad does not make much sense um obviously for me picking the, the especially the midfield position like real madrid has very good midfielders especially um youngsters if if we wants to bring youngsters um into the fold as marcos asensio is a very good midfielder isco is a very good midfielder um valverde is a very good midfielder these are spanish players that it could can walk into any any club um any team so um i don't um, I, don't, i don't i don't basically i don't understand it I don't think anyone who understands football can can understand his thinking but maybe he's, maybe he's a genius working and you know sometimes it's very difficult to catch up to someone who's thinking is far ahead of everyone but we love to see how they play um as Lena said basically we don't know how they'll play um man obviously um we'll update as as as, as squads get released um also i think i think Scotland squad was out I I I like to see where where they go. I think Scott, this is the first time Scotland are, are going to the Euros since to, to a major tournament since I think 98 or something when they played the World Cup in France. Um so basically um that was the Euros um England squad um meant some incredible insight from you guys man. <laughs> So um we'll wrap up the Premier League as well um obviously first things first Manchester City against Everton we'll wrap that up um this was Aguero's last game for Manchester City it was very emotional he's obviously Manchester City's all-time record goal scorer he has 259 goals i think um is the highest scoring non Englishman in the Premier League Sergio Kun Aguero um he, on this day um obviously he came he went into the game with 108 for City in the Premier League uh he was just a goal behind Rooney's um record Rooney obviously has as 183 Premier League goals for Man United he the game as a substitute he broke that record in I think 15 15 minutes um obviously um he's he's got a brace man in, in typical Sergio Aguero style um I think at, at the end of the game I Obviously Aguero is leading the most Premier League goals for a single team with 184 Rooney has 182 Terry Henry has 175 and Harry Kane has 166 for Tottenham Um basically mash man obviously as as a Chelsea fan you are you, you, in the hands of Sergio Aguero at some point um do you basically do you how where does Sergio Aguero rank and how city um feel does it feel like an end of an era well yeah him leaving city personally for me as a chelsea fan who has passed through <laughs> okay but i was a fan of the guy uh, aguero honestly i don't have words to describe this guy mm-hmm. really good up Aguero uh, I can I can let me just say Tony uh, uh, yeah, so so basically um I think I think Agu- uh, for me Aguero has been has been the best striker in the, in the Premier League in the past decade 
Um, obviously, right now it's five, five as well. Um, is 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 the only the only city player um, remaining that won the Premier League in 2011-2012. I think he's not playing the club yet. Mutoni, man, what's your reaction? <coughs> Sergio Aguero has left, man. You see, you see. Uh, <laughs> the, the hat-trick season has been scoring against us. Oh, no, no. Um, I think um, this guy, this guy, when 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 the right time comes, I think he should also be nominated to Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 Hall of. Obviously, they won the title, obviously in front of in front of their fans for the first time in I think over a year, but um. It was, I think, the, the, the Aguero leaving and the, and the fanfare and everything overlooked the fact that City beat Everton 5-0. Firstly, Everton is a very good side. They were challenging for Europe. I think they were fast. They were on top of the Premier League at some point during the season. They just missed out. Um, um, what amount of competition liners do you think exists at City that um, basically the squad can be rotated um, whichever way whichever way possible, and they can still come up with a 5-0 scoreline against a not only coached by Kala and Chalotti, but a side that, that can basically hurt any team in the Premier League. Um, I think if you really take a look close, a closer look at them. No, they are. They are, I mean, <laughs> they are, I mean you look, when you look at the squad, you know, a general view, you think, oh, you know, you have your Ducures, your uh, Calvert-Lewins, your Hamid Rodriguez, but an in-depth look, you see, they are pretty average. I mean, a 10th place, what, 10th place finish was, is not beneath them, to be honest. But yeah, I mean, City, like I mentioned last podcast, Pep Guardiola knows how to adopt for John. And Ancelotti is facing the opposite position, other uh, the opposite problem. Uh, he's unable to settle into a system that can suit his players. So five nil uh, to me is a run of the mill scoreline for an Everton side against Man City. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, what what really caught my eye was you know Pep Guardiola's speech, uh, you know, say bidding farewell to Aguero, the man in tears, couldn't even finish, you know, you know crying, saying, you know, it can never be replaced. It shows how devoted Aguero has been, even though you hear in the in the media or in the newspapers that at times they might have been fraught, but still, uh, it was a pleasant moment to see, a moving moment. Yeah, um, obviously, um, that too obviously was very me as well seeing Guardiola cry over Aguero. I don't think I don't think he has ever cried over a player, especially on on on, on record. Um, obviously, obviously he has coached some incredible players, including Leo Messi. I didn't, I didn't see him cry after he left Barcelona. He has coached Lewandowski. I didn't see him cry after he scored. <laughs> after, after, yeah, after he, scored five. But he, he loves David Silva. He, he always mentions him whenever he gets the chance. I didn't think he cried. Um, obviously, Lena is saying Everton are trash. Everton actually beat Tottenham in the first leg at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So um, I think if they are good enough to beat Tottenham, they are, they are that good aside. No, but Tottenham, uh, Tottenham is also trash. I mean, to be honest, I mean you're, you're playing the Europa Conference League next season, so you know, birds of a feather. I have to agree with Lena at some point because. There's a time in the Premier League, Everton were number one for like, I don't know, a few weeks. Yeah. And then I don't know what happened. They fell off and they, injuries. They, 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 they hyped James Rodriguez very, very, very much. This guy. James didn't even finish the season. Yeah, yeah, he, he had a very season ending injury. Um, also, um, do you want to continue with Everton? Um, so, also, um, <laughs> Has been this was Pep's third Premier League title. Um, he has only he has only been in, in England for six years. He has won he has won three Premier League titles. That is that's a very big achievement. It's not obviously it's not beneath Pep. He has he, he four times in the four years that he was at Bayern. Um, he won he won the, I think he won the La Liga once or twice um, with Barcelona as well. So um, 
he has the history as I think he has coached for a few seasons and um, perhaps eight, uh, twelve seasons I think, um, and he has he has he has won twenty six trophies, which is which is mad. Uh, Mutoni, how dominant or slash how good slash how genius slash how slash what masterclass um, do we need to attend um, to basically learn Guardiola's trade, man? You see, <clears throat> the only reason why I give this man so much respect is because uh, of that uh, 60-31 with Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's just that uh, by, by Munich did it the other season, but um, but look at how Barcelona did it. They did it the Guardiola way. Yeah. So I think um, this guy is on another level. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I think obviously is a obviously people are saying that he's destroying English football. I think English football is better because it's in. We are obviously sides have dominated. I um, mean, English football for a while. The great Man United sides, the great Arsenal sides, the great Chelsea sides. And they have dominated English football at some point, but I think City is actually taking it on, on another level. Um, basically, I'm I'm just excited that that he, um, we have him, man. And I hope I hope I hope he signs another contract. I hope he stays. I, I, I'd, I'd like City to have a history. Obviously, they are our neighbors. I'd like them to have a history. At the moment, their history is I think 12 years or 10 years old. So, um, Basically, that was City. He was actually named um, LMA Manager of the Year. LMA is, I think, League of Managers Association or something. Um, Premier League of the Year. He actually he deserves it, man. I, I can't see anyone else who would rather um, win that. Um, the Premier League departures, um, Sergio Aguero, obviously, is, um, the junior Wijnaldum is leaving, um, which, which actually made me raise an eyebrow because... Um, he, he, has, he was very, he's very, he's a very good player. He's very influential for Liverpool. Um, um, do you, do you, do you, do you think um, Ronaldo's leaving is actually a very good decision for Liverpool? I know they brought in Thiago, but did this departure actually make sense to you? Mm, yes and no. He's a player at the end of his, you know, career. I mean. Rather, his legs have run out. He has been a good player for them. He without without you know without Wijnaldum, they don't do that. Uh, Barcelona miracle uh, turn around the four goal deficit. Um, he's he's been a little servant, you know, to you know since his move from Newcastle. Yes, yeah, and yeah, I mean all the best, but. Liverpool will have, I mean, their problems don't just run in the midfield. I believe their front three is what they'll have to really focus on if they want to challenge for the title again. Yeah, um, obviously there's news that they're bringing in a centre-back from Leipzig, um, French um, centre-back Konate. Um, I think think that they're trying to address the problems that they have. Obviously, um, I think I think the defense is a is a prior, is a priority as well as, as the front three. But do you think Mane and Salah would appreciate competition? I, I think Shakiri moved on. I think Origi will be moved on as well. But do you think um, the um, Salah and Mane appreciate the competition? Um, do they? Um, I think both of them have offered what they have to offer at the club. I would say so. I mean, people may argue I Salah is still pitching in the your goals, money, you know, steps up. Famino has had what you'd call a so-and-so season. I mean, yeah, they do need the competition. When Jota was in the team, you know, he provided a rather new dimension of how they play. They would, although, you know, being the star players they are, you really never want to give up your spot for anyone. So we'll have to see what they do about that. Yeah. Um, obviously, David Luiz is also leaving Arsenal um, a very short stint at the, <laughs> the London club. And I have the fans around me and they're laughing. <laughs> uh, obviously, they're actually enjoying um, the, the practice that is going on over at, in London. Obviously, it's different right now in East London. Chelsea are playing. Um, I think I think also William has, has actually revealed that he wants to leave. He actually wants to join Chelsea. Um, he's actually following Hazard. Hazard as well also wants to leave. And I think Hazard is, is a player that basically should be banned from football. Um, he's a, 
It has come of a player costing upwards of 120 plus million pounds to move into Real Madrid, um, having one of the worst seasons we have ever seen. And actually, I think he should be banned um, from football. Another, another possible departure is Harry Kane. Um, and we, obviously, we talked about this um, in, the, in the last that we did. Um, also, if you guys didn't check out the episode, you, should, you guys should go back and, and listen to it. Um, obviously, he revealed that he wanted to leave. Harry Kane will play his football next season. Um, I would have really wished he'd come to Chelsea, but that's that's only a dream that <laughs> that will only remain a dream. Uh, I think he will go to either of the Manchester club. Mm-hmm. But uh, I never brief. Okay, if if it will be yeah, very Cat- tragic, it will be, be catastrophic <laughs> for football. <laughs> football. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you see, you see. He, he said one thing that caught my eye on. Uh, he said, uh, "Being Kevin De Bruyne in a team is every striker's dream." So you can you can imagine you can imagine De Bruyne in one team. How? Oh. <laughs> Things will be yeah. Premier League would come to the Honestly speaking, yeah, because it would be like comparing Robin with Lewandowski. Yeah. Uh, Tony, what do you think Ken would play football? Ken is not leaving, my people. <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> so you don't, you don't, oh, you don't think Ken. Yes, so let me say it before. I don't see the possibility of Ken leaving. Because uh, one, I feel um, he should be transferred to Metam very much. Mm-hmm. And uh, a club like, uh, look at look at the previous uh, look at Modric and Gareth Bale. They should be transferred to Metam before before the season starts. So that at least you give the deliver Daniel Levy a good a whole season of, of, of looking for better options. But you see, you cannot give Daniel Levy a two or three week. Ultimatum and expect he will not leave you. He said said for Hurricane to leave first, they must pay around 200 million. I don't know. Okay, let's just wait and see how this. No club can pay that amount. This (laughs) Corona period. I have a question for you guys. Do you think if he stays, he will he will still maintain his home or he will still play all games like this? Yeah, I think just cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Hurricane is being touted as the model professional. So if he stays and clearly, because of reasons that he can understand, then I don't see why he wouldn't offer, you know, uh, the same levels of performance that he's been offering for the club. But again, if he stays against his will, we might see a drop now. If if it's against his will, then we, you know, he had an option to move, then. We might see a drop. I mean, he's only human, and these things do affect footballers in the long run. Um, um, obviously, Tottenham are playing in the Europa Conference League. Um, we don't know what the fuck that league is, but um, that 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 is a very good option for for. Tottenham to win a trophy. It's a, it's a, it's a very good um, starting point. I think if Daniel Levy promises um, to... Um, obviously, Gareth Bale actually said that um, he has made a decision regarding his future and he would he, he doesn't want to disclose it now because um, I think he said he doesn't want to end or something like that. Um, <laughs> if Daniel convinces Gareth Bale to stay um, thorn and Spurs defense is, I think, the shittiest Spurs defense we've seen in the past few years right now. So if 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 they if they if he promises, I think, can to basically um, develop the squad and 
promises him the the, the dream of being um, a legend for Tottenham like Alan Shearer or Matetisi for Southampton. I think I, th- I think he'll just perform. Hurricane is Hurricane, man. He's, he's England's captain, man. Yeah. Um. Basically, um. Are we are we leaving any team out? Are we going to talk about the fact that Chelsea almost finished fifth? Like I was saying, obviously, Lena said that um, Leicester will miss out. Um, he was right. You guys should go back and listen to the last episode, man. I'm basically giving you the summary of the last episode. Um, talk about Chelsea. Chelsea missing out. I want. <laughs> I want. You see. You see. You see why? You see. You see. I can't really score this list. So. Yeah, Gareth. Yeah, Gareth. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, you guys. Today now, man. Yeah, you guys. You guys. Enter through the window. Yeah, you guys. Fine for 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 Gareth Bell, man. Gareth Bell actually carried your season. <laughs> no, but you see, but you see, you see, it's Chelsea's behavior to give other teams the the truth. Yeah. You see, like. Winning, we beat Tottenham to be last season. We beat, we beat, uh, we beat uh, City. Manchester City and yeah. Liverpool. So I think it's time for other teams to return it very well. Yeah. So congratulations, Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you very much. <laughs> Lena's reaction to Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea, hey, I, I like how they are crumbling, especially with the final approaching. <laughs> because now, <laughs> I really like, you know, how uh, the closing stages, they've, you know, really lost a touch to their game. Um, Timo Werner's misery still continues, which is always something good you'd like to hear, if you're not a Chelsea fan. Um, <laughs> so, yes, I really, <laughs> I can't wait to see what they'll or rather the side that will show up during the final. Uh, something I'd yeah. mention about Leicester is, is you know, uh, the con artist Jamie Vardy is. <laughs> because how many penalties has a guy won this season alone? And you, yeah. think, and you think maybe it's because, you know, he's fast and, you know, how he catches defenders off guard. But, like, for the first, for the first penalty awarded, uh, that was what would, you know, in football of the past be called a simulation. I mean, the contact that Alderweireld, uh, the contact between him and Alderweireld was not enough for him to actually go down. And the second one was How about, the, how about the second one with David Sanchez? The second one, I mean, he, 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 it, was, it was like a choreography, like, like a dance of some sorts that <laughs> ended with him tumbling over. So if you're cancelling Eden Hazard, then Jamie Vardy should also be on the list. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, man. Basically, um, basically, um, obviously, Chelsea, Chelsea are playing in the final on Saturday. Um, they, they, are, they, are, they clinch out of first spot, so the pressure is off for this final. They don't need to win the final to get into the Champions League next season. They'll be playing in that if they can go through um, with qualification. Um, I think I think we should we should talk about Man United. Obviously, first um, I, the, the Europa League final is tomorrow. I'm excited, as as I should be. Obviously, I'm a Man United fan. Um, Two thousand Man United fans will be allowed in the stadium in Gdansk in Poland. Um, Villarreal, for me as a Man United fan, Villarreal have a very big advantage. Obviously, they have a manager who has won this competition three times previously, which is just mad. Um, I don't. Uh, Sir Alex didn't even three three Champions Leagues, man. So this guy has won three Europa Leagues with Sevilla before. In a yeah, three in a row, man. And he actually got to the final with Arsenal back in 2018. Obviously, they succumbed to the hands of the Almighty Blues. These guys are smiling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's it's a shame, man. It's a shame that they're they're, they're being termed as underdogs. Do you understand? I think Linus should answer this. Do you understand the fact that Villarreal are being termed as underdogs? In the Europa League um, final, I think it's because of their squad. I mean, um, if you were to take a look at the squad and compare it with Manchester United, uh, Manchester United is full of uh, rather players of a higher pedigree than Villarreal. Although mm-hmm. being underdogs doesn't mean that they do not stand a valid chance to upset um, your day as a Manchester United fan. Tomorrow, so you know all the best to Emery and his team. Even though he was a 
you know, a national manager at one point. <laughs> Obviously, the North London rivalry between you guys is um, immeasurable. Um, I think yeah. um, United, obviously, United, obviously, did you say good evening? <laughs> yeah, United obviously won. Yeah, United obviously won the Europa League for the first time in the club's history back in 2017. Um, this is this is the first time. Um, the first final under Oleguna. Um, I just hope we win, man. Obviously, I I don't know who who will you guys be supporting tomorrow. Oleguna always bottles. Tomorrow is He just bottle another final like that. Woo! So um, the PE teacher bottles. So you're, you're starting. You're, you're standing with Villarreal. Okay. Um. Okay. To me, I see Villarreal a big a higher chance of winning. Mm. But you see, our final is just a final. Let's think about it. Yeah. So let the best team win. Mash. Um, tomorrow I think I'll be a neutral supporter. May the best team win. Yeah. Um. Oh, to, to the to the last topic. Um. For today, we are going to talk about um racism. This is this is I think this is I think the, the third time we're talking about this on this pod, and I I don't think much has changed since we talk since um we talk, we talked about this. I know this pod has listeners in fourteen countries all over the world, but um. Basically, this pod has not made an impact on racism at all. <laughs> at all. But it will. It will. Yeah, but it will. Yeah. It will. Yeah, it will. Um, Rio Ferdinand was racially abused at Molineux by a fan. Obviously, Man United were playing Wolves at Molineux. Someone actually did a monkey chant at Rio Ferdinand. Obviously, it was a pundit for Sky Sport, for not BT Sport. Um, it has been 442 days since fans were inside the Molineux and this fucking happens. Do you guys understand? Obviously, we are, we are glad to have fans. Um, okay, let me just read his tweet. Um, he tweeted during the second half of the game saying, the last couple of weeks, it's been unreal to see fans back. However, to the Wolves fan who has just been thrown out for doing a monkey chant at me, you need to be dismissed from football and educated. Wolves obviously apologized to Rio Ferdinand, saying that they were deeply sorry about what happened and they would ensure the strongest action is taken. Does this surprise any of you guys that this keep, keeps on happening, not only in England, but in, in the Premier League, in one of the biggest, um, I think, platforms on, for football? I think I'll respond first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go on. You see, Rio um, Ferdinand and me. Ferdinand <laughs> is a Muzungu. Rio Ferdinand yeah, so, is, is actually later than. Yes, Muzungu. now when you call Rio Ferdinand. Mutoni is now, very dark. Mutoni is under the bed. <laughs> yes, how are you Mutoni is midnight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so, but, uh, but, uh, I think, uh, I think, I think, uh, I, th- I think, I think it, 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 it's the fact that he, he has died his, his beard black. I think that's why, that's why they thought he was a man. Ah, but, 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 but to me, um, I really don't see because because you are white, you're superior. Because you're black, you're inferior. Um, I think these guys just need to be educated because uh, look, look at look at for the whole of this season, you have been kneeling before 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 yeah. the game starts. But uh, it's like it's like some football fan somewhere. Hmm? I think they just need friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, much. Um, I don't. Okay. I, I don't think. I. I okay. I, I think England clubs should uh, do more to stop racism because uh, racism is. Honestly, uh, I'm really pissed off at this. Uh, <laughs> when you look, you know, you know, this this a wolf man looking. What what has what does he have to achieve? Yeah. Your Ferdinand has the medals. Six Premier League titles. Six Premier League titles. I don't really understand. I don't really understand why. Why would you will you racially abuse somebody yeah. who's six, way better than you? Yeah, six Premier six Premier League titles is six more than Wolves as a club. And honestly, personally, Man. I don't really think taking the knee. Obviously, racism. Obviously, obviously, no, okay. no beef with Wolves fans. It's, it's you know it's okay it's it's literally sending a message that there is no room for racism, uh, but I think clubs should should do to stop racism because yeah honestly I'm so pissed off at it. yeah 
Um, some of the funds, actually also, as to obviously the game between Chelsea and Aston Villa, the funds took a knee. Some of the funds at Aston Villa also booed while the players took the knee, um, but majority of the funds clapped to drown out the booze. Aston Villa defender Teron Mings obviously has been a very vocal voice, um, especially when it comes to racism and the fight against racism. He obviously was brilliant to have our family and the fans back at Villa Park. To anyone that would ask taking the knee, have a look at yourself and ask if, you're if you truly support equality and equal opportunity for the, black, for the black players on the pitch. It's tiring. Educate yourself. Linus, man, um, make some sense, man, of what's going on. Um, obviously, the UK is a very racist country. Make some sense, man, of this. I don't think there's sense to be made because, see, you used to hear cases of racism in, you know, okay, and this is not like a slight on, on Italy, but Italy used to be, oh, fine, you'd hear Madame you walked out because he was racially abused in a Serie B game. And so... Yeah. It felt it felt as if fine these were secluded incidents and weren't really acted upon and now have spilled over into larger stages. Uh, you saw what happened with I mean the Slavia Prague Celtic game, uh, Kudela and Kuyan Kamara, that whole fiasco. But then yeah. you look at the institutions involved and the sanctions that they usually um, um, the sanctions they impose as punishment. You know, when you ban a player for 10 matches for racial, for racial abuse, you know, the same sentence you'd give a player for alleged match 16. You, I'm not trying to say that there's a lesser evil, but then, you know, what message is being sent across, you know, on how you, on the severity of, of how you view a racial insensitivity towards, or rather in the game. And so... I, I really don't know. I really don't know. Um, I, uh, the taking the knee stuff, I really can't say because at one point, was it Zaha or as a, I think it was Zaha who said, who made his case against not taking the knee, you know? And it was a valid case, it was a valid argument to why not yeah. to take the knee. And so, is it enough? No, no, definitely no. Uh, more needs to be done, you know, burning someone for life. Okay, then what? You know, you've banned him. He'll still watch football on his telly. He still has his racist sentiments to share with the world. Uh, something I, I don't have the solution, but I know whatever is being done at the moment is not enough. Yeah. Um, Martin Luther King, the third. Um, obviously, man, the, the, the thing with Kudela, it's, it's, um, it, was, it was actually very sad to see the fact that you have actually banned him. Um, I think they banned him for the, the one game against um, Arsenal that he wasn't going to play either way, and they, they then banned him for 10 games um, next season, um, which is actually not enough. It's actually it's actually very despicable from UEFA. And obviously, Patrick Bamford, a few weeks ago, when the European calling stuff was going on, he said that um, these bodies are usually very quick to talk about, to, to act, especially when it comes to when it when it hurts their pockets. Obviously, the European colleague was going to do that, but they're very slow when it comes to racism. Um, this um, obviously racism does not does not have a place in football, does not have a, a place in sport. Um, but it's it's different for us. As we are in Africa, man, um, the I think 96, 95 percent of our, of Africa is black. So we actually don't get racially abused every single day. But I've actually been racially abused online. Um, I, I've actually, I actually posted a video um, of my friend. Um, he's, he's a comedian. You guys should go and follow Coffee254 on Instagram. Um, he was, he was, someone came to my DM and actually called him a nigger. And I think he was a 14-year-old kid from, I think, Romania or something. So um, it's, it's, man, I think it's just, it just goes down to education. It, education is not, um, I think, prioritized in Europe. Um, Obviously, the U.S. have their own problems, but um, obviously more needs to be done. Um, Martin Luther King III, who is um, the eldest son of Martin Luther King Jr., the great, I, am, I have a dream. Um, we all know Martin Luther King, man. He said players, um, he was interviewed by Sky, he said players should consider boycotts in order to force action on justice. Um, he said, quote, it is profound if players say we are not playing until you address these issues. 
agree with him um, that players should should basically boycott to, to actually force these people bodies to take action. Just like some quarter, I was if it directly affects the pockets of, of FIFA, UEFA, I think they take more action then uh, and it's not affecting the pockets directly, they take action. Um, I, I, I really don't see the, the aftermath of, of those boycotts because you see UEFA can also jam and say... Yeah, they can also... Yeah, what they, you know... But, uh, what they did in the Celtic game. I can see what UEFA will do. <laughs> yeah, go on, Linus. It's what, you know, when the Celtic players would go back on the pitch, UEFA was like, then you'd have to forfeit your match. You'd have to lose the match, you know. You know, why punish why punish uh, a certain section that tries to, you know, um, that tries to stand for something and leave the other side escaped. So if, if, if say, Premier League players were to say, we won't play games, and then the FA goes, then we'd have to punish you, you know, make you you know lose points for some clubs that, that may be okay fine but you're looking at your relegation a club in the relegation but at any point in the season so if 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 they are to break out everyone needs to you know it needs to be collected because if if say one in section is is swayed to not participate then it won't work so they need to all collectively stand together and say we won't play until it's addressed. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah. Marsh, any last comments? Um, personally, I don't think if players boycott a game, like Lina said, uh, <clears throat> you look at these teams that are battling relegation, it, it will uh, really affect them. I don't really think boycotting a game. I think FIFA and, uh, and its partners should really should really put repercussions, serious repercussions for those fans who I don't think banning banning a, a fan for like let's say ten games will, will do the trick because after those ten games he'll return he'll return to watch the game he'll return to freshly abuse the player so I think I think FIFA and its partners should should really do something should really we should see them really do something I don't think banning a fan for ten matches will do the trick yeah. Um. Man, so basically, um, those are the sentiments um, regarding racism. Um, racism is actually a vice. I, um, it's obviously, um, we all believe that um, we, all human beings are created equal. Um, the color of your skin does not determine the person you are. It does not determine um, your superiority. All human beings at the end of the day. Um, racism does not have um, any room, obviously, on the third world perspective. Um, does not have any room in football, in sport as a as a whole, and um, obviously with man, it is it is very sad um, to see this happening. Obviously, these guys are bad man, and it it just it, it just it's somewhat um, of a of a hit that um, if if perhaps somehow we go abroad, we'll actually get um, racially abused as well um, due to the color of our skin. So it's not beyond um, people who are not experiencing it as well. So um, it's just sad, man. Um, so basically, that 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 was the pod, man. Um, you guys want to give out um, your your social media handles? Any parting shot? If you want to shout out someone? You can shout them out as well. Okay, my, my <laughs> Twitter handle. Hey. My Instagram handle is Alan dot Yeah, then um. For, for this coming two two finals, uh, let's get the get the best team wins. Okay, find me. My uh, Twitter handle is Marsh underscore Manuel. Instagram Marsh Manuel. Um, basically, this has been fun. Mm-hmm. Linus, it's been a pleasure to meet you. You have very good insights. <laughs> <laughs> First Tottenham Hotspur fan I've met <laughs> since I started so <laughs> in Kenya. Uh-huh. <laughs> big up, big up, big up, man. It's been, it's been, it's been a pleasure. It's been nice doing this episode. Yeah. Uh, let's wait for the finals. May the best team win. Yeah. Um. Obviously, Linus does not is not on social media, which is 
very also very unique of Linus. Linus any putting shots? Yeah, me uh, as you know, not on the socials. So catch me on the pod next next time I do this. If you again, if you really want to know more, just catch me on here. Um, I think for the Europa final, I would say two one Villarreal. For Chelsea, Chelsea Man City, uh, two nil to Man City. Anyway, otherwise, it's also been a pleasure to uh, speak with you guys, and I'd like to, you know, I'd like, I'd look forward to more of this. Yeah. Um. Obviously, man, we thank you guys for. Um. It's one hour plus. Um, if you go to one hour plus, man, um, um, your your time cannot be um less appreciated. I appreciate you. Um, obviously, you can follow the pod on Instagram at three rd world perspective. You can follow the pod on Twitter at three rd world plus one. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at public. I'm usually tweeting about football, basically NFL, Formula One, every almost every single sport um that I'm interested in. Um, and I also have my very good polls because I'm actually. I asked um, people to vote on who they think will drop out of the out of the top four, and Chelsea was actually highly voted uh, with 41% of I think 80 something votes voting Chelsea will drop out of the top four. Um, sadly, that didn't happen. Um, but basically, um, thank you guys for listening to the pod, and um, we'll see you guys on the next one.